On today's episode of Too Legit with your host Alex Fernandez, we are talking to James Lights Out Tony. Oh yeah, it gets hot and heavy. We're talking all kinds of boxing, some football, real life stuff, the crazy boxing business, all that and then some. And you know how to talk about the NFL. Sunday night football, oh boy, those Eagles. We'll dive into the NFL, all that. NBA is coming up. I had to give you my NBA picks. Of course, we're going to talk about the World Series and Jose Altuve being the biggest little man in the room. And, of course, I got to talk about the Pascal Siakam extensions, all that good stuff. Come on, man. Let's drop the beat. This is going to be a great show. It's a good Monday. Grateful. Had an awesome week, and I hope you did as well. This is going to be a crazy week, folks. Lakers Clippers on Tuesday. LAFC versus LA Galaxy on Thursday. Oh, it's a big rivalry weekend going down here in Los Angeles. Let's drop that beat and let's get the party started. Oh, where do we begin? Sunday night football has come and gone and it appears the Eagles didn't even uh they did not show up. To Sunday night football, so many questions for Philadelphia. Cowboys got it done. They uh, they ran through Philadelphia on Sunday night football. The Cowboys, Zeke looking about 250 with pads on, just running people over. But he is doing the damn thing. And the Cowboys, uh, man, they just there's nothing else to say. They slaughtered the Eagles. So many questions for Philadelphia, man. I got to get right into it. Uh, are they regretting? I got to talk to all my resident Eagles fans. Shout out to my uncle Marco, my homie Craig, Bud, all these Eagles fans. Did they make the wrong choice in cutting and letting go of Nick Foles and signing Carson Wentz to all that money? Carson Wentz, you know, he's launching it up, but it appears that, well, Alshon Jeffrey didn't go out for that pad, didn't lay out for the throw. So it is what it is. I don't know what else to say other than the Eagles are a talented mess right now. They are a mess. It looks like the locker room is fractured right now. Doug Peterson, who basically guaranteed a win at the beginning of the, beginning of the week, he ran off and, you know, he he backed down on it. He should have doubled down. He should have tripled down. He should have gone all the way with it. And maybe that would have helped the locker room even more. The Eagles, they came out flat on Sunday Night Football. They're looking at three and four right now. And, man, does nine wins win the NFC East right now? Because it is not looking like a great division. The Cowboys are in the driver's seat four and three with the victory over the Eagles. And, look, Dak Prescott is back on the money train after a couple games where he was uh, off the ra- off the tracks for a little bit. Dak Prescott is back on his money train and leading the Cowboys to possibly win the NFC East and maybe a wild card run. But it is what it is. Zeke is doing the damn thing. I'm a I'm big, impre- big impressive guy right now, Zeke. Zeke, uh, is, uh, he's shown that he's worth all the money. So on third down, good protection for Trubisky, and he just missed a wide open Taylor Gabriel. Saints and the Bears, oh, it's only one story about this. It's all about Mitchell Trubisky, folks. Can we talk about Mitchell Trubisky real quick? Attention for Trubisky, and he just missed a wide-open Taylor Gabriel. They are not letting him uh, beat them, in a way. So they are trying to run the ball with 5'9", Tariq Cohen, who is getting mocked by the Saints defense. They are just all over the, the all over the Bears yesterday, just mauling them at every position. Teddy Bridgewater undefeated as a starter he's the backup but drew Brees is on his way back people he's grasping a football he is gripping it nice and tight what does this mean for teddy bridgewater man maybe the bears should trade for teddy bridgewater somebody should trade for teddy bridgewater this man has proven if you give him weapons you protect him and also but 
home, the homie's a genius. Uh, Sean Payton, he's an absolute genius. So you need that as well. But look, Teddy Bridgewater is proving he belongs. Uh, he, he belongs in the starting quarterback position. Somebody's gonna grab him. Somebody's gonna nab him. Rivers on again. Gordon. Did he get in? Well, this official says no. Well, the clock is rolling. Nine seconds. Eight seconds. Titans have the football. Is that a fumble for Gordon? Chargers and Titans, a brutal game. It was my local game, and Red Zone was showing all the Charger highlights. And I, so I was basically stuck with the Chargers right now. Basically stuck with the Chargers on 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 my local radio, on my local television station, rather. And look, Charger fans, if they exist, I know one personally. Uh, they probably want Melvin Gordon back on hiatus. They want him back, holding out, asking for money because my man fumbled. At the one-yard line, only the Chargers can pull this off, people. And Melvin Gordon fumbling on the one-yard, uh, just catastrophes left, right, up, and down. And the Chargers are, what, 2-5 and five or something like that? They have like a 3% chance of making the playoffs. They should just trade Melvin Gordon. He, they, they don't want him anymore. Eckler looks like he fits better, and he's a better long-term uh, financial, uh, better financial uh, selection. So I, Melvin Gordon may have to go here. The, the Titans, I don't know. The Mar Marcus Mariota has been done. He's overcooked like a bad steakhouse. It's just overcooked. Uh, they're, he, they're just picking time right now. They're not going to pick him up. Who, who knows where he goes next year if he's in the league? I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. He surfs. Seems like a good guy to get a beer with, but Tennessee has given up on him. First time in Packer history a guy completes a game with a perfect passer rating. <laughs> Nation knows I've been riding the Packers and Aaron Rodgers since the preseason. They were my pick to go all the way, and they're looking great. Aaron Rodgers, 25 of 31, four touchdowns. He ran one in himself. The old guy got the job done. Aaron Rodgers is gunning for some MVP. He's gunning for the title. They look Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers is the greatest bromance we have growing right now. It was, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to see. They love each other. They, 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 they hug each other. Aaron Rodgers gave him the toast after week one. They yell at each other on the sideline. And now they're back to loving each other. Look, the Packers are my pick. I'm still riding them all the way in the NFC. They look like the best team. Can they make a move? Absolutely. I'm looking at possibly a Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham, maybe AJ Green. But there's something the Packers can do to go all in, jump in that boat. I think the 49ers are going to do something like that as well. Speaking of 49ers, they, uh, side note on the 49ers, they won. They're undefeated. I don't want to talk about them playing Washington. Back to Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP. He's gunning for the title. What else can I say? And the Raiders, they're, look, they're a good team. They're a solid team. They're going to be fighting for that wild card spot, people. They're going to be fighting for it. And look, they're going to end up getting a top 10 pick because the Bears are going to be so bad. Rams and Falcons. Dan Quinn may be in trouble, people. He may be in trouble a little bit. The Falcons have taken another L. They're 1-6. Vic Beasley Jr. is on the trading block. Jalen Ramsey made his Rams debut, and he let it be known uh, he's a beast. Four big tackles, forced a fumble. Rams were all over the place on defense. They crushed it on offense. Gurley got on the board. 
If, if you're Sean McVay and the Rams organization, this was a tailor-made dream come true for your offense to get it going to get it flowing back in the arena where they lost the super bowl getting a dominant victory over the atlanta falcons who are reeling right now as i said before vic beasley jr is on the trading block who knows what dan quinn is going to do dan quinn is a defensive coach and they're not really that good on defense so i well i don't know what you do from there Maybe Arthur Blank, uh, who owns Home Depots and all that good stuff, maybe he's like, you know what, I want one of these offensive guys. Let me pick one of these kids out of college, a Lincoln Riley type, who they probably can't get, but somebody in that block. But the Rams look like they're back in it. And uh, the Seahawks, who we'll talk about in a minute, who took the L, uh, they're, they're going to be fighting for that wild card spot. The Rams and the Seahawks. I'm still sticking to my, my pick of all of them going to the playoffs. Rams, Seahawks, and Niners. Some way, somehow, will all be in the playoffs. Did Andrew Luck leave a Super Bowl team? Because, man, do they look good right now. Jacoby Brissett is leading the way. Rodney Harrison said Jacoby Brissett is the best quarterback in the AFC. He may have to take that back next week. But, however, Jacoby Brissett is playing great. But it's all about that defense and that offensive line. They ain't playing no games. Colts, they look great. They beat the Texans at home. Good stuff right there. That's all I got to say about that. I thought the Texans were better than that. Uh, Look, the Colts, beast. But it's a rivalry game. It's in Indianapolis. It gets loud. It gets crazy. Maybe Deshaun's a little beat up. I don't know. But uh, look, the whole, the Colts and the Texans are both looking really, really good. Jackson. First down. Touchdown. Eight-yard touchdown run by Lamar Jackson on fourth and two. Seahawks and Ravens. This game was the main game of the week for me. I didn't get to see Saints and Bears locally. I saw the Ravens and the Seahawks, and it was a great game. Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now. Can I... I can, Am I the only one that says this? He is the MVP right now. He showed out in Century Link Field in front of Russell Wilson. He brought Earl Thomas with him. Uh, Marcus Peters as well, who got a pick six. Russell Wilson threw it. He threw that pick six that you could see him yell, fuck, the second he let the ball go. He knew it was a terrible throw. For, for, well, for, he started out 14-0, intercept, uh, touchdown interception ratio. Uh, no, no more after this game. Look, Lamar Jackson is the truth. Not bad for a wide receiver doing it, doing the damn thing at quarterback. He's an absolute monster. Harbaugh trusts him. It's just a fun team to watch. And they go for it so much on fourth down. You want to see him go for it on fourth down because you know Lamar Jackson is going to do something special. My birthday was Monday. Now I finally get to go home and enjoy it with some Burger King. Here I go, baby. Burger King. Burger King. Yo, and talk to Bob Bear because he's my man. Don King, kiss my ass. All right, award-winning listeners. Before we kick it over to our interview with James, lights out Tony. I want to give a big shout out to everybody for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, all audio platforms. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and rating, commenting, all that, and then some. And don't miss a video on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. The links are in the description. And now we'll kick it over to James Lights Out Tony. Detroit's in the house right now. Michigan. All day, every day. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings. Oh, my. Uh oh. (laughs) It was that man. I'm here with James Lights Out Tony. First time ever. The first time ever. Actually, you you crashed Buddy and I's first interview, which the people loved, James. People loved you coming in there. We gave you the third mic, and they were like, please have James Tony back on the show one on one. And we're happy to have you, man. I really appreciate your time today. What's going on, man? You know what? Everybody I talk to in boxing gyms, trainers, fighters, they say you are one of the greatest fighters of all time. That you're one of the best. But when I talk to media, when I talk to fans, James Tony doesn't really come up as one of the best ever. Why do you think there's a disconnect between 
fighters, boxing people, and fans? Gym fans, they they understand. Okay. Some fans, some people hate. Okay. But I don't care. Okay. Because what comes out to it, if you get into the room with me, two things will happen. You'll get messed up real bad. Mm-hmm. If you, if, if you decide to be stubborn or get knocked out. Now, your trainer is Bill Miller, right? That was your original Bill trainer? Bill Miller was my original trainer, and then I ended up with Freddie Roach. Yes. And then Fat Boy Buddy McGarry. That's it. And my man. Uh, you learned the Philly shell from Bill Miller. Or the Detroit shell. Is that the Detroit shell? It's the James Tony shell. It's, it's just defense. It's the defense. You learned the well, defense from Bill. Because if I was in Philadelphia, uh-huh. I would be getting beat up all day. So that's the finish yet. So what was your first boxing memory? My first boxing memory was well, my first day, my first my first amateur friend. Okay. I was just doing all kind of talking. Of course. Like, like I do now. <laughs> I was just talking so much. I said, yeah, man. I, I, said, I said, pick a corner where you want to lay down in. Pick a corner. What's up, Mike? He's laughing. <laughs> Bill Ring, that guy was everywhere. Gone. Hey, believe it or not, my first amateur fight, I got RSC. Referee still got Really? Now, how many amateur fights did you have? That was my first one. How many total did you have at the oh, New York amateur career? But look, then, that's it. I got a fight. I ran back to the hotel room. Uh-huh. Shut the door. So the curtains, and I didn't come on so everybody left. Why? I said, I'm embarrassed, man. Why? I had the all talking. And you got shut up and real you quick. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Bow! Hey, cut. But then, I went back to play football. I went back to box the offseason. Yeah. And then when I finally got saved by boxing when I was 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, 16, 16. I ran off 33 straight wins. Damn. And now I'm not 20 years old. And then um, I was there for the finals. I fought a guy by the name of, you know what I was there for, right? Yeah. The biggest tournament in the country. Really? I fought a guy by the name. I still remember his name. Ovilio Slate. If you still out there, I owe you. I dropped, I, I dropped this guy five times. And I still lost. Amateur shit. Amateur shit. Mm-hmm. What's more corrupt, amateur or pro? Both. <laughs> yes, that's the answer. The answer is yes. But it is what it is. Um, it, it all depends on who asks you kiss, mm-hmm. who has the big lips. Yeah. Who who is who was the toughest fight in your career? The toughest fight in my career, I'm gonna say, has been um, Mike the Biosteady McConnell. What made him so tough? Yeah, the guy was the guy was it was ancient. Can make you miss and count you and make you sing. Okay. So, and, and see, my McCallum used to be a crump all the years. Remember he, he, he um Hearns wouldn't fight him, McCallum wouldn't fight him, remember I'm sorry, um McCoy wouldn't fight him. And I love I love Hyler wouldn't fight him, right. wouldn't fight him. So well, opportunity for me to come fight, and I'm like, hell yeah, put a little sign, sign him up. Because here yeah, I'm, I'm young, brash, talk, once again, talking shit again. I said, I'm going to knock him out. But Bill Miller was training. Oh. He said, we can't, we can't do that. You got to slow down, son. He'll set you, he'll set you, he'll set you up. Mm. 
So we, we, we said, bro, we trained English on how to train for Mike McCallum, how to fight. Okay. And first fight, all how we trained we did, shit was the one. I'll try to kill me. If you if you if you look at the first fight, the first five rounds was everything was the one, but he wouldn't set me, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't try to set me. He was too he was too scared. Okay. So now, did he hit you the hardest in your career? No, the hardest person that hit me, I'm gonna say Sam Peters, and that was in the back of the head. Back of the head, not a clean shot no, to the face. He got hit me. He was slapping. He like mummy. Peter hit harder than Holyfield. No, I don't know. Holyfield hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so now, we talked about Roy Jones earlier. He moved up from middleweight all the way to heavyweight. Yeah, but see, he ran his ass, he ran, he ran ass back down quick. You stay up there for a hot minute, taking on all comers in any weight class. Yeah, see, he went 12 rounds with John Reed. He ran for 12 rounds. I beat Reed's ass for 12 rounds. Right. With well, one arm. That, why, why did you stay up? Did you notice, were you just too quick for the heavyweights? Did you just, between guys at 160, in the lower weight classes, did you feel like you had an advantage being shorter, being faster, smarter? What do you think you brought into the heavyweight division? Well, I came out of boxing. My boxing, my my, my goal was to be a heavyweight to start out. To start out. The whole time, you always yeah. wanted to be a heavyweight. But everybody kept telling me I was too small. You too small to be a heavyweight. You gotta go out. You gotta go out. So I said, how much would you want me to lose? I listen to everybody around me. How much would you want me to lose? And then like, when I finally got the one, when I came back from football, when I came back from football, I was two and five. Okay. When I turned pro, I'm one fifty seven. Damn. You were small, you were light. But then after a while, that's why I fought so much. If you look at my record, I fought twice a month for the first two years. Right. And it'd be wise so I can keep the weight off me. Interesting. Now, James, you have some of the greatest post fight interviews in the history of boxing. Is this pre planned or do you just come in hot? You just, however, you're feeling after oh, your man. victory? When Jimmy Lennon is like, uh, or, you know, they're like, Jim Gray is like, hey, uh, James, how you feeling? Jim Gray's an asshole. Oh, okay. He's an asshole, fucking fool. But Jimmy Lennon's cool. The announcer. Oh, Jimmy, that's my dude. I love Jimmy Okay, cool. I, see, I had to make sure that Jim Gray. Jimmy Lennon is my dog. He's awesome. His father was my dog. Man, I'm telling you, he's a great dude, man. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but Jim but Gray, not Jimmy so much. He's a fucking shit. <laughs> and you know what it is? Jim Gray, he don't know shit about boxing. What you got my thing is Boxing, to me, Boxing and football are two great sports in the world. Okay. They're the only kind of the the only sports that matter. Period. Basketball, nah. Tennis, <laughs> nah. The baseball, boxing, boxing and basketball. One, I'm sorry, excuse me. Boxing and football, number one. With the undefeated Detroit Lions right now, you know they haven't lost a game this year. Man, let me tell you something. I'm not going. I'm not going to get too happy right now. Okay. I'm gonna wait a little bit. All right, there you go. The undefeated wait, Lions. Wait, we'll wait until, until December. Wait for a couple, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait until Stafford does we'll, his thing. We will see what it'll be in, in December, all right? That's for sure. When you uh, when you're post fight, you said you're going to Burger King. Did you actually go to Burger King after that fight? Yeah, yeah. What'd you get there? Everything. You're just yeah, like one yeah, of yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm the champ. I, had, I got two barbers, two of them. Right? <laughs> I was a fat <laughs> You see, I was, back then I was a skinny fat man. Yeah. I, was, I, was a, I was a skinny man, I mean, I was a fat man, for, you know, and then had to get back down. I had to fight. Right. Did you have two wardrobes, like in-shape wardrobe and then uh, normal wardrobe? I, I still do. 
<laughs> what age did you win your first world title? 20. 20. You were 20 years old. You, you couldn't even go into a nightclub technically, but you're the oh, champ. You just do. You figure out what to do. What? I can't imagine being a world champion. I wouldn't take the belt off for like a month. I'd shower with it. I'd, I'd hang out with the ladies wearing it. I mean, I, I probably would never take it off, James. I did, I did that with my first championship. Okay. My Michigan State title. Okay. My, my belt, the first belt, I don't have my belt. My, 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 so I put the first night. She was my girl. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, after that, man, after that, we're like, okay, after one day, I'm just talking about the what? I take two, I take, I fight Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm back at the gym. That's it. Ain't no, ain't no days off. When you, when you try to become champion, you try to become great, ain't no days off. And you gotta, do you have to work harder? Did you work harder than you were a champion, or did you always keep the same work ethic? Man, it's hard. It's, oh, my, my man right there. There's the junior NABF? Yeah. Featherweight champion of the world. world. Hey, the Blue man. Nose is in the building. The Blue Nose. Oh, but Blue Friday, Nose. November 30th on Blue top rank ESPN. Blue Nose and Blue Nose. Hi, Jeff Lopez. Come here. Yeah. What's up, baby? All right. See you. That's my man, Adam Lopez. That's my guy, man. I love him. Cool, good, good little fighter. Can he fight? Can Adam fight? Adam can't fight. He can't. Adam, <laughs> Adam I do it, but of course he can fight. Like his pops. There you go. You know what I'm saying? He's a real fighter. Uh, he should be world champion within a couple of years. Or sooner. Sooner. Uh, I, heard, I read somewhere that you were training Isaac Dogbo. Is this true? Or not true? It's one hundred percent true. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen out there, you can see Isaac Dabo November the thirtieth. Oh. In Vegas and Cosmopolitan. Oh, so it is Cosmo. You gonna see lights out, baby. The full effect. Isaac is um baby. Good fighter. Excellent fighter. Really. Um, all junior lightweights are in trouble. Wow. And then we won we won that title. We won the, the lightweight title, mm-hmm. and we won the gym multiple title. In that order? In the order. I gotta ask you, when you told Don King to kiss your ass after a fight, what did you mean by that? Kiss my mother ass. What's the thing? What's, if you could describe Don King in one word, what would you say like that? You know what? In the action reality, Don King is a good dude. Hey, I don't know because of business. Maybe personally, maybe different. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to business, and you try to interrupt my my, pro- mm-hmm. my progress, I got a fun problem with it. Right. And um, we, we, he, had, he had John Reese when we when he was a heavyweight champion, which I keep him from getting that belt. Right. I got it anyway, but then he bull- bullshit. But my joy test, and it's still my, I still beat your boy ass. Um, and while I was a champion, he had Junior Jackson, the winner of the fighting, he had Jim McClellan. When Don King in control, he has a big game he called, I call it Protect the Pussy. That means your promoter do not want you, want his main man to get beat up. Point blank, period. Boxing's a crazy I'm a real dude, though. I'm, I'm, I, you gotta I keep, keep it honest. I keep it real, keep honest with you. I'm a real fighter. And I will knock your ass the fuck out still to this day. I love boxing. Oh my god. Football, I love boxing football. Either way, 
Hey, I'm sorry, Chris, man. I'm trying to be good. You can say whatever the fuck you want here. Uh, I can say what the fuck I want you here. What up, y'all? How y'all fucking doing? Box. Have a great fucking lights out day. Uh, Point blank P. D block, bitch. I love, have, I love having an editor. James. <laughs> Boxing's a crazy business, James. I've heard, of, I've heard stories of the opponents being changed after the weigh-ins, that the people get paid yeah. way less. What's the craziest thing in the, in the business that's happened to you okay, personally? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. That people won't believe they'll be like true story. True story. True story. I was I was scheduled to fight Ralph Ward. And Jim Jim was scheduled to fight um um No. Anyway, I'm sorry. I forgot that name, but I was one guy one night. Uh-huh. And I, and I had City in a big show and and my instrument had a good young fight by name Joe McClellan. Okay. You do. God bless God bless you, excuse me. God bless you, Joe Joe. <laughs> and my own didn't like the guy that Joe was fighting. Okay. So they put that guy with me <laughs> and put the guy with Jim put my guy with Joe's guy with Joe McClellan. Joe got beat I not my guy out. When did you find out they were swapping the opponents? I was before that. An hour before the fight, so you're getting warmed up, you're getting wrapped. Remember me? Like I said, I'm always, I'm always in the mood. Yeah. You I fight anybody. You can do you, right? I'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, any space, any inch. Are you a believer that if I don't have to, if the opponent doesn't matter. I don't want to say it. It doesn't matter. It I just, don't want to say it. If I do me and I'm ready, it doesn't matter. Because you know why? The reason, the reason why I never watch tape really, because that fighter, who you fight, mm-hmm. is not going to fight you the same way for his last fight. They went up well. And when they fight me, they all do all the talk. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. When that bell rang, they see me come at Yeah. she change every time. Now, I want to get your uh, your predictions on some upcoming fights. Oh, yeah. Canelo and Kovalev. All right, Kovalev. That's my guy. Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua in the rematch. All depends. If Andy Ruiz come in like he did hungry last time, it could be it could be a same situation. Who do you think is the best heavyweight on the planet right now? James Harden. Who is not fighting? Who is who is who is not tra- who's the, out of the big four? You got Fury, Wilder, uh, Joshua Ruiz. You got Luis Ortiz up there as well. Who do you think is the best heavyweight out of those five? I'm gonna say Wilder. Wilder. Okay. The only one I say I, I respect Wilder's game because he's trying. Fight everybody out there, but it's not his fault that everybody different promoters, mm-hmm. everybody playing games and shit like that. Wilder's fighting everybody. He's fighting everybody and he's fighting, he's fighting me out. Errol Spencer or Sean Porter? Sean Porter. Whoa! Sean Porter. Showtime, Sean Porter. I'm telling you. Hey, Errol Spencer be a, a, a good young fighter. Okay. But he hasn't proved himself yet. You have to prove yourself in this game. I put myself in this game when I was young, 20 years old. Look, boxing today ain't shit on, ain't got shit on how we came up. Different. Today, these boys are soft. All these dudes out here are soft, bro. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm keeping it real with you. Okay. And that's it. All, all the new, the new generation is soft. The new generation blank, period. When I came up, I fought everybody. Look at my record. I fought everybody from 1 to 10. Would a fighter do that today? Hell no. Very few. But James, 
We gotta go. We gotta let you go. Ah, this was an amazing time. I definitely gotta do it again. D Block, bitch. We in the house. You feel me? James, lights out totally. The one and only. Come back at you, baby. I love y'all. Y'all be good. That's it. That's James Lights Out Tony. We're going to Burger King. Don King, kiss my ass. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time, man. The World Series is set after Jose Altuve, the real Stephen Curry, Launched a game-winning walk-off two-run home run. Let's take you back to game six, okay? Listen, it, the Yankees are down to top of the ninth. Osuna's pitching LeMahieu at the plate. Fouls off nine pitches and then hits a home run. Oppo in a right, just out of the reach of Carl. Is it Carlos Correa? Was it Correa or Springer? It was one of those guys. It was just out of reach. Boom, tied game going to the bottom of the ninth. And then, you know, every blown inning starts with a leadoff walk. So guess what happens at the bottom of the ninth? A lead-off walk. Always a bad sign in playoff baseball. And sure enough, Rawdis Chapman, who is a beast, my man throws 112 miles per hour, something like that. This fastball is out of control. 2-1 count. You got you got a guy who can't really hit it right now. He's, slump, he's slumping. He's on deck. And uh, Rawdis Chapman says, you know what? I'm going to get really cute right now and throw an 84-mile-per-hour slider right over the middle of the plate. And Jose Altuve... Man, just launched this thing. Just got on, on top of it and bulldozed this ball deep in a left center. Hits the building all over. All Chapman can do is smile and just be like, wow, I gave up a home run in the World Series. Uh game set was that game seven? I gave up a, I gave that up and then I gave up one of these. So yeah, that's what I do. Except you do a slider creep off right over the middle of the plate. A pitch you did not have to throw. You didn't have to throw that pitch. You could have thrown a fastball. You could have thrown a, a one tight in there try to jam him. You, you, it's not like you had what? Who, look, I don't know, Chapman. But in the end, the Astros are in the World Series. I'm taking the Nationals in seven. Max Scherzer closes it out, does the damn thing. This will be the Mad Max Finals MVP, whatever. The World Series MVP will go to Max Scherzer. That's my prediction. Read it a weep. And as for the Yankees, man, you had Judge and Glaber for like $2 million combined. Could not win a title. Did not go to a World Series this decade. Brutal. First time since the 1910s. It's, uh, I thought it was Yankees-Dodgers this year. Neither made it to the fall classic, so... Buddy Heald got his money. He wanted not. He wanted 110. They were going to offer him 90. They met uh, around in the middle. Four years, 94 million. The base is 86, but a lot of incentives that are easily reached. I mean, hit the three point, hit the three point shooting mark, a record he's broken before, like his personal record. That's in the contract, making All Star uh, or playoff appearances, stuff like that. So Buddy can earn that money. And you see how I rhymed that pretty nicely. So good, good job, Buddy Heald and his agent. They got the bread. They got the damn thing. Shout out to Pascal Siakam, the hardest working guy in the room. Always crushing it. My man from Africa, knocking it down. 120 million. Max that man out. He deserves it. Plays hard. Works hard. All that. Congrats to Pascal Siakam. He's going to lead Toronto into the next phase, whether it's with Ibaka, Gasol, Lowry or not. Pascal Siakam is there to stay. He will be the centerpiece 
moving forward. And look, he's a great player. He's great off ball, on ball. He's proven he can play with a superstar. Keeps Toronto in the conversations of pairing up and having a duo in the six. Zion Williamson's going to be out for a couple weeks. I'm thinking he's going to be out to at least the all-star break. That's just my gut feeling. With the knees, it's a lot of weight. He's very strong. He's a super nice guy. Everybody wants to see Zion play, but I don't think he's going to be back for a minute. This is some Blake Griffin-like syndromes, and uh, I don't expect him in the dunk contest, and I don't expect him back on the court in the near future. I, I think the Pelicans are going to be very precautious with this injury. Look, the knees, something you can't you can't play around, so they're going to ice him up. They're going to really take care of my guy Zion, and it'll be a beautiful thing once he gets back on the court. But this gives a chance for guys like Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, Holiday, guys to really mesh and gel. And then once Zion comes in, he adds his 20 points, you know, because he just dunks it. He's in the paint. He's a paint god. So if he's in the paint, he's easily to put him in there. Lonzo's going to have to work other, work in some other people for some alley oops. But it is what it is. Zion will be back, but it will be in due time. The NBA is back Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Pelicans and the Raptors, Clippers and the Lakers. And I'm here to give you my quick picks for the NBA season. Can we start it off? The best record in the West. The best record in the West. will go to the Denver Nuggets. Folks, they're very deep. I think Nikola Jokic is going to make an MVP run. He won't win it. He won't win it. But he will make a heck of a run. I think Jamal Murray is going to be a beast. Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr. Remember, they picked up Jeremy Grant. This team is deep. They can score. They can defend. I believe they will get the one seed. In the Western Conference. The best in the East, I think, will go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's why. They're big. They're deep. They can score. I think Ben Simmons takes a step. I think Joel Embiid will play great. He will be load managed, which will take away from his MVP consideration. But when he plays, he will be a superstar. My man's in shape. He's going to have a big year. I think Ben Simmons has a big year as well. Al Horford there to help on the defensive side to take the load off of the big man. And you got Josh Richardson, who is what? Jimmy Butler light on a cheaper contract. You got Tobias Harris there as well. Can't forget about him. Super underrated player. I think the Sixers are going to take the one seed. I think Milwaukee will take the two seed. They will have to adjust with Brogdon not being there. But Giannis will be an absolute monster this year. He's going to make a case for back-to-back -back MVPs. I think Chris Middleton will take another step as well. But I'm taking Philly to lead the East. My rookie of the year is not Zion Williamson. And I've been saying this. For a couple weeks now. Been saying this for a while. Michael Porter Jr. is going to win the Rookie of the Year. Took all last year off. My man's explosive. He can dunk. He can shoot. He does all and then some. People are excited. He's going to get minutes under Mike Malone. And I believe Michael Porter Jr. will win the Rookie of the Year this year. Coach of the Year. Let's keep it Let's keep it there. I said Denver would be have the best record in the West. And I already said Michael Porter Jr. would be the Rookie of the Year. And of course, my Coach of the Year is Mike Malone. It's time for Mike Malone to get recognized as one of the best coaches in all of basketball. Okay, he was great in Sacramento, and he's been great in Denver. I believe this is the year. He leads Denver to the one seed in the West, the, the varsity side, the varsity conference. He has Michael Porter Jr. to the rookie of the year, Nikola Jokic putting Wilt Chamberlain-like numbers in terms of assists and points. Look it up, people. He did it last year already. He gonna, he's going to do it again this year. And Mike Malone will benefit from, that, from all that and win coach of the year. My sixth man, I'm going to have to give it to Lou Williams again by default. I believe he's going to have a huge year in Clipperland. It's going to be the Lou Williams Award when it's all set and done. So, Lou Williams, you're going to get that. My breakout star this year is 
De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. Look, this guy has been primed and ready. Now he's going to be with Luke Walton's fast-paced offense. He's got Buddy Heald. Very happy now that he got paid. You got Harrison Barnes who's paid. You got uh, Bogdanovich who's going to get paid. All that's going to be fun. It's going to lead to a good locker room. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be a breakout. Look out for him to possibly be a borderline all-star this year. He's going to be the breakout star this year. Most improved player is going to go to Markel Fultz. I'm buying Markel Fultz stock on Markel Fultz Island right now. He will win most improved. I think him and Aaron Gordon, a great defensive side. He found his shot again. He's given a chance to be reborn. And I think he'll take full advantage of all that. Markel Fultz for most improved. My scoring champion, it's obvious. It's going to be Stephen Curry. Dude's going to get a whole ton of minutes, whole lot of shots. He can score 40 a night if you give him the chance. Just set screens for him. He can make 40 a night. Steph Curry, scoring champion, is going to lead the league by a mile. I think Westbrook and Harden will cancel. Each, will, 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 will take some points away from each other. But I think they'll work. I think Houston will be a lot better than people think. Stephen Curry, scoring champion. Comeback player of the year. It's going to be Victor Oladipo. I like Indiana. I think they have to make a trade in the in the front court right there between Sabonis and Turner. But I like Oladipo coming back and winning comeback player of the year. Indiana with Brogdon. It's going to be a fun squad. Top four seed, perhaps. Watch out for them. Miami, Indiana. That's They're going to be fighting for that four seed. My MVP is going to none other than the King. LeBron James, the point guard, will win the MVP award this year. He's going to be a point guard. He's going to average 10 assists a game, 20 points. He may go for that triple-double average. He can do it. He can probably blow Westbrook's record out of the water. Here's the thing, LeBron. I think you should do it. You have to do something to get the people talking. I think you're going to be a three seed in the West. I think that's a three seed or a four seed in the West. You're going to take some load management games. Davis will miss a couple games here and there. Look. I, I, I think you're going to be, I think your numbers are going to speak for themselves. I think uh, what the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, they'll take votes away from each other. Jokic probably will not get the support, enough support to beat you. So I'm picking you to win the MVP award, LeBron. Triple double average, all that and then some. And he's going to lead the Lakers to the NBA finals and they're going to win the title. The Lakers over the Sixers in seven. Dwight Howard blocks Joel Embiid at the buzzard. It's all over. Build Dwight a statue. The Lakers are NBA champions. I'm out. Thank y'all for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe here at Too Legit with your host Alex Fernandez at Too Legit Show everywhere. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, liking, all that, and then some. I want to thank James Lights Out Tony for coming on Too Legit. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll see y'all on Friday.